0: the following podcast is brought to you by the franchise network Hello geeks, otakus, fanboys, and fangirls. Welcome to another episode of The Talking Pop. It's the podcast where two brothers with two different personalities discuss pop culture news, video games, and more, and every time something new comes to the table. Of course, it's just so again for me, Um I am the franchise. My real name is Alfonso Berrigan, and this is your first time listening. Like I said, this podcast covers on pop culture wrestling. Video games, movies, anime, and more. Of course, as you guys haven't listened to the previous episode, my bro Biko is not here. Currently, due to our conflicting work schedules, he had to take some time away from the podcast. But don't worry, he'll pop in once in a while, so discuss any topics that will come to mind. Um, Other than that, I'll still keep the podcast going forward, and hopefully he comes back. Um, Like I said, this week... Of course, if you're not aware, yesterday was March 10th. And of course, if you're a big video game fan like I am, it was <clears throat> it was dubbed yesterday as Mario Day. You know, M-A-R for March and then 10. Makes I-O for Mario. So, of course, um, Google and Nintendo did a cross-promotion deal was if you guys were using Google Maps this weekend, you might have noticed in the last update there was a little question block. So if you were trying to navigate, you probably noticed a question block and you clicked it. Pretty much turn your little navigator icon into Mario on a Mario Kart, which is actually really cool. So, as you, I did, I tried it myself, and all of a sudden I hear it's a me, a Mario, let's a go. So, it was, it was great, you know. I tried it yesterday, it actually did work. It was kind of cool seeing Mario pretty much driving down the lanes and like going to where he needed to go. So, it was fun. So, hopefully, I believe it's still available for this weekend only. I don't know if they're gonna keep it going for until the next update. But definitely check it out. If you're a big video game fan like I am, definitely check that out. So like I said, just go on your Google Maps and try that out. Net, today's topic today will be about wrestling. So if you haven't followed me on Twitter and I said today I was gonna record about wrestling fans. This is what it is wrestling. Okay. I'm a big wrestling fan, been a fan since the early nineties, and mostly in the attitude area, the Monday Night Wars, and currently I'm somewhat following WWE. Um right now it is the tonight's pay-per-view is WWE Fastlane. And pretty much it's going to be the final SmackDown-branded pay-per-view because if you weren't following WWE in, the, in their dirt sheets, it's been confirmed that after WrestleMania, all upcoming pay-per-views will be co-branded. I believe it's because due to the fact that they're not generating enough pay per view viewing, and of course, pie like at the at attendance has been dwindling due to you know seeing the same superstars every weekend, pretty much keeping the same storylines going. By having two new brands sharing the same pay per view event, you will get more matches and a bit more variety. So, like I said, this is the last SmackDown one, and tonight it's going to be taking place in Columbus, Ohio, from the Nationwide Arena. Um, definitely, it's going to be on at seven o'clock on the WWE Network. And of course, um, like I said, it's the final SmackDown pay-per-view. So today I'm just going to give you guys pretty much the breakdown of the matches that are scheduled tonight. Pretty much give you guys my prediction, of course, you know, what I'm thinking who, who's going to come out on top, pretty pretty much. Like I said, it's the final stop to the road to WrestleMania. And speaking of WrestleMania, of course, if you're not aware, I like to go to conventions. And of course, WrestleMania decided to fall on the same weekend. SC2E2 and of course um, I have to say sorry guys if you guys follow my YouTube channel which is youtube.com slash the franchise network I do a vlog called the franchise talks and you know last year I did a little thing SC2E2 like a walk around there and I got a good positive on that one but of course, fortunately I am a wrestling fan and I made plans to hang out with a cousin in the city for Wrestlemania for Wrestlemania weekend so Unfortunately, I won't be able to attend C2E2 this year, but fret not. I mean, there's many more conventions down the road. That I might make an appearance and and probably if they allow me to film, I will film the vlog or do a podcast, you know, talking about my experience at that convention. Like I said, hopefully, I know Wizard World is usually in the summer. I know there's our anime with Midwest also, so I'll probably see if I can get to go to one of those. I was planning to dress as Izuku Midoriya. I was going to get the costume and everything and go as Izuku Midoriya from My Hero Academia. But, of course, like I said, plans change. Sorry, getting a drink of water there. Um, Let's skip down to it. On um, the first match is Becky Lynch and Naomi taking on the team of Natalya Carmelo. Apparently, this matches. Then this beginning the grudge match between the two. And um, and the fun thing is, I love Becky Lynch, great superstar, the Irish last kicker. You know, I've been a fan of her since NXT, and she, you know, she was the first SmackDown with this champion. I love her tenacity and fiery personality, and and her, you know, technical skills on the ring itself. You know, Naomi too. She worked her butt off to be a women's champion. You know, all those years being a though too. Going through different personality traits for her character now. She's got a character she embraces, you know. Doing what she loves, like dancing and all that. So, And she has some great athleticism also. Of course, Natalia being the veteran there, you know. Being least for so many years, you know. Helping with the young talent coming up, you know. Being like a mentor to them outside the ring and also inside the ring. Of course, Carmella, of course, she's still money in the bank. And the question is, when she's going to cash that in? You know, she's the first uh, female superstar to win the Money in the Bank match consecutively, you know, winning at the pay-per-view and, of course, winning on SmackDown due to the whole James Ellsworth interfering. But the still question is, when is she's cashed in? When is WWE going to give her the green light to finally become a women's champion? I don't know, the waiting for her to get traction or, like I said, I don't know, maybe for the fans to finally come up, like, you know, come warm to her, you know, Probably get behind her and wait for her to get over to cash it in. Hopefully, you'll. Hopefully, if they don't do it at Fastlane, hopefully they do it at WrestleMania. Like what Seth Rollins did at WrestleMania 31. How he cashed in during the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match. So, like I said, I'm hoping, you know, maybe that's the case. They're going to try to find a, like the right moment for her to cash it in. And like I said, um, we'll have to wait and see. But like I said, this tag team match is pretty much a grudge match. I mean, it's kind of hard to follow. in this pay-per-view lineup, there's the two women's matches, it's gonna be kind of hard to follow after that incredible um, six-woman elimination chamber match last month. You know, try to find a way to top that off. You know, like I said, uh, for this match, I'm I'm assuming I'm I'm going with Becky Lynch and I Naomi taking out Carmella and Natalya. Who knows? Maybe Becky Lynch will get the submission with the disarmer. Oh. Now, you're only doing it with the review with a pinfall. So, like I said, anything can happen in this match. Like There's a lot of implications, you know. Also, to going into WrestleMania, because like I said, Charlotte does not have an opponent yet. You know, Oscar did win the first ever 30 women uh, Royal Rumble match, but she hasn't yet to pick her opponent. And when those Alexa Bliss on the wrong side is still champion, so she still has not had an opponent yet, so. We have to wait and see what happens. Um, like I said, go with Becky Lynch and Naomi coming out on top over Natalia and Carmella. Which brings me to the next match, which is a singles match between Shinsuke and Nakamura versus Rusev. Of course, he's accompanied by Aiden English. And believe me, I start Rusev, you know, been a while. It's like a character that when is coming from Alexander Rusev, being, you know, this Bulgarian brute from who had a Russian leveraging Russian manager named Lana. You know, he came out hot as a heel when he first, like, debuted from NXT. And, you know, then all of a sudden things changed. His character got kind of flat. All of a sudden, put a pair up with Aiden English, who, honestly, guys, he is a good performer, and he has a great, incredible voice. But apparently this was a good um, pair up for him and Rusev, you know. The whole Rusev day, it's really got over fans. to go, every time, you know... You know, every time they're on TV, you hear people chant, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. So, I actually got over with fans. You know, English sing singing every time he's getting introduced. Like, he's singing, Today is the day. It's Rusev Day. So, it's kind of hilarious. Like, he pretty much got over with fans. And, um, and um of course, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, coming from, like, New Japan World Wrestling, coming to WWE, coming through NXT, He's a great performer, you know, it's kind of sucks that he has not gained get, the push that I thought he was going to get the push. I mean, yeah, he fought with General Hall a couple of times for the championship, but I don't know what's his deal. I don't know if WWE's waiting for the right opportunity. I know he's the winner of the Royal Rumble, which, thank God, somebody different won the Royal Rumble. So, um like I said, hopefully um, Shinsuke gets that WrestleMania moment at WrestleMania um finally winning a championship. Finally winning a championship, so that's like I said, you know, it's something that I'm looking forward to. Finally, we get a new champion. Um, like I said, for this match, you know, it's a little thing between him and Shinsuke, pretty much. Um, pretty much what happened was it was a, it's been a grudge match, um, pretty much since uh, Shinsuke took uh, defeated Aiden English uh, at a, sm- in a previous episode of SmackDown. And of course, uh English and Rusev got the revenge by uh interrupting the interview with Nakamura himself and challenging Nakamura, and then Rusev challenging Nakamura to a match because apparently he kayfabe damage on um, with his vocal cords. And of course, Nakamura being the fighter, he took the challenge. So, like I said, for this match, even though Rusev is over fans, a lot of fans are really behind Nakamura. And I'm going to go with Shinsuke Nakamura over Rusev. For the next one it is the women's championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's going to be featuring Charlotte Flair defending her championship against the leader of the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot. And of course, you know Ruby Riot has Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan at her side. And of course, ever since Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan have been cut, um, have been brought up ever since after Survivor Series when the two brands had call ups the night two nights apart. You know they had uh, absolution of Page. Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. And, of course, SmackDown had Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan. I'm not ruling out Ruby Riot; She's a great competitor, you know, watching her NXT. You know, she could pull out her own. Of course, Charlotte Flair, you know, her dad was the 16-time champion, world champion, and then two-time WWE Hall of Famer. But Charlotte Flair is trying to branch out. She's branching out more away from her dad. Of course, she's a flair, but she's come out on her own, you know. She didn't need her... Dad's backing, you know, to get up in her career. She's been proven time and again. She is athletic, she is strong, and she can move while in the ring. But like I said, I'm not counting out Ruby Riot. But the way this is going, I get the feeling that, um, you know, like I said, Shard doesn't have an opponent at WrestleMania yet. Like I said, same thing with, um, same thing with, uh, Alexa Bliss. She still doesn't have a opponent for WrestleMania, so I don't know what's gonna happen with this match, but. I would say this match will probably be awesome, you know, of course, will probably be some interference from like Liv Morgan and Sarah Sir Logan, you know, they're probably going to play the role in that match. But I think this is going to be a, a real athletic match, you know, but I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair going on top of Ruby Riot, honestly, because like I said, they're probably going to have Charlotte Flair defending the championship at WrestleMania or Alexa Bliss. I get the feeling for the SmackDown, I get the feeling to ask on my channel Charlotte. Because I get the feeling Alexa's going to have that little rivalry with uh, Nia Jax. We don't know what's going on with that one on the Raw side. So, we have to wait and see. But like I said, I'm going to go with Shard uh, Flair over right. Which brings me to the Usos taking on the New Day for the WWE Tag Team Championship. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Sorry, I forgot. Brand separated. Um, of course, the Usos and the New Day. You know, out last year, they had... It was like one of the best rivalries, you know. They had really great matches at different events, and you know them taking turns holding the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Like the last one they had, like was a Hell in a Cell. Of course, Usos came on top. That was a great match because it was a Tag Team Championship inside a Hell of a Cell. It was great, and of course, um Usos ever since they hey, they became heel actually worked for them because they actually finally get the notoriety and you know respect now because of course. They really are athletic, you know, I'm not ruling out, you know, you know, their dad was Rikishi and all that, but they can like, their new character changes, I think it was something that they needed to do, you know, they needed a new direction and pretty much be real like themselves. So I'm assuming this is like an embellishment of themselves. Like I said, every character is like your, your embellishment of who you are, like your personality that you like to create. Like I said, um, for this one, um, like I said, I'm looking forward to this tag team match, and of course, even though in the past down the line they had, uh, Uso's had a great match with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, and of course, um, at Red Royal Rumble, came out on top of that two out of three falls match. But it's nice to see that new day getting involved because remember, hopefully, because remember last year they were last year they were the host WrestleMania, so they never got a match. So hopefully this like rivalry keeps going out to Wrestlemania. So that way the new they get to be involved in a match this year. Um, and Of course, I'm um, not rolling out the Bludgeon Brothers who are Luke Harper and Rowan. They suddenly came out on their own when they decided to come out with this Bludgeon Brothers gimmicks to stray away from the Wyatt family and to be on their own. I get the feeling that, I don't know, somehow they're going to get involved in this match. I'm thinking this match is going to be no DQ. It's going to be disqualified or something. They're going to get involved and probably attack both teams. I have to wait and see. Like I said, I haven't been following SmackDown too much. I've been reading too much and watching, like, the top 10 moments from each SmackDown. You know, like I said, I got a lot of stuff to watch on my plate. And, of course, I work, so it's kind of hard to uh, keep track of SmackDown. That's why I kind of watch, like, the top 10 moments every time they put them out on YouTube and watch that. But based on what the information I see here, like I said this video has been going on for a while. And, like I said, I knew they got the number of contenders, and of up defeating Shelton Benjamin, and... Chad Gable for the opportunity to take on the Usos at Fastlane for the Tag Team Championships. But I get the feeling what's going to happen here, the Blood Brothers are going to come out and attack the New Day and the Usos win by disqualification, or if vice versa, uh, New Day wins by disqualification, but the Usos will still retain the championship. Like I said, expecting this to be a physical bout, you know, probably high flying moves, you know, the Usos like to fly, some hard hitting from E. I mean, we don't know if it's going to be E and Xavier Woods or E and Kofi or. Kofi and Xavier, we don't know. We don't know yet. So, I'm uh, gonna have to wait and see what happens tonight, but I'm um, gonna get the feeling the Usos are gonna retain, and who knows, maybe it'll be a triple threat match for, a triple threat tag team match at WrestleMania. We'll have to wait and see. Like I said, this is the final pit stop for WrestleMania, so I'm gonna have to go with the Usos over to Day, Even though I'm a big fan of Uday, I'm gonna go with the Usos. Um, which brings me to uh, Bobby Roode taking, defending his WWE United States Championship. Against the Viper, Randy Orton. Of course, um, Jinder Mahal was involved in that affair, you know, because, uh, I guess it all started following the moment that Daniel Bryan, general manager, and they said that they're going to do the first ever SmackDown top 10 list voted by the fan, by the SmackDown roster. Saying that it would show, like, and Bryan said the list was going to show who the wrestlers thought should get a dial opportunity, but the wrestler could not vote for themselves. Apparently, the top 10 list was revealed on, so for every 6th episode of SmackDown, and pretty much the the week after that, um, by Rude, Mahal, and Randy Orton. Pretty much, uh, they talked about it on the list, you know. And then Mahal ended up not being ranked, and of course, Orton and Rude ended up being ranked like ninth and fifth, and all that. And pretty much, uh, Orton attacked Sunil Singh, you know, one of uh Jenner Mahal's like cohorts, uh, with the RKO, and of course Mahal performed a coloss on Rude and Orton. And, uh, of course, Mahal is calling out Rude and Orton and getting the brawl broke out. But, of course, uh, Ray and Orton, Mahal had an opportunity to fight against each other for an opportunity to face Bobby Rude at Fastlane. And, of course, um, Ray and Orton came out on top. And he's going to basically to take on Bobby Rude. And, of course, Bobby Rude coming from NXT. But, of course, guys, don't forget, he was in TNA. He was one of the pickups that Triple H brought over to NXT. And, of course, you just saw what happened. He got the push to NXT, became NXT champion. Of course, ultimately dropping the title to Drew McIntyre before McIntyre got hurt. And, of course, probably came up to the main roster, and finally he was able to get a championship. And I'm thinking about, I'm going get me wrong. Ray a good veteran, you know, being there for a long time in WWE ever since 2002. Remember, he was part of that class that featured John Cena, Batista, and Brock Lesnar the class of 2002. But... Honestly, I would say this is by Root's time. You know, he wants to get a big push in WWE. He wants to get the fans. I mean, the fans are already sing along to the song, Glorious. But he wants to go to WrestleMania, probably being his first time at WrestleMania as a champion. But I get the feeling Jinder Hall will find some way to get involved in this match. And maybe ultimately into to like a triple threat match at WrestleMania for the United States Championship. That's what I'm predicting that might happen. I don't know, like I said... The event's on later tonight. We'll have to wait and see, but I'm gonna have to go with Byrne dropping the glorious DDT on the Viper, Randy Orton. Which brings me to the f- main event, the Six Packs Challenge for the WWE Championship, which features the champion, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, defending his championship against the free agent, John Cena, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. And of course, um, this all stemmed, of course, from, you know, at, when they were at the World War, um, of course, where AJ Styles was defending the championship against both Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And, of course, uh, like I said, if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn pinned them, they would have been co-champions. And, of course, uh, AJ Styles ends up pinning Kevin Owens, who supposedly wasn't a legal man. But he still got counted out and AJ still became champion. And of course some Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens, you know, the whole him and Sami Zayn picking out Shami Man for having this vendetta against them were completed and of course end up leaning to Shami Man booking a match for of uh, Sami Zayn were, and Kevin Owens going at it with the winner going the fast lane. And of course, uh things got heated and of course uh for some reason uh it went to both men and it gets to the point that both were finding themselves AJ Styles got involved because AJ Styles was doing commentary, and of course, he got involved in the match. Let me get disqualified. And then to the point, that everybody said that you know it was going to be a triple threat match with AJ Styles defending against both Randy, uh, both Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And all of a sudden, Shane Mann decided to add something else in there. He felt that um, of course, the returning Dolph Ziggler, he came back, um, and he also wanted to put it, throw his name in there. And of course, Shane decided uh, to do a match between Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin, with, with the winner being added to make it a fatal foray. All of a sudden, you know, and also Shane scheduled Owens to face Corbin and Zane to face Ziggler, both Corbin and Ziggler being added if they won their matches. We're also threatening if Owens and Zane interfere in each match, matches, the person would be removed from the town match. But of course, Corbin and Ziggler both won their matches, so they became a fatal 4 And of course, was brings us to John Cena. And being a free agent, he gets to be on either show as he pleases. You know, it's just a way for you know WWE can generate more viewership. You know, for the fans, you know, more attendance. If a big name like John Cena was there, of course, of course, John Cena. To me, he's still being seen as the face of WWE. And of course, John Cena is going through a funk right now because of course he saw the Elimination Chamber. He didn't get to the, he didn't get the opportunity to win a number one spot for a match against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That spot level 21 to Roman Reigns. Of course, John Cena, you know, wants to pick a fight against The Undertaker because he's trying to get involved at WrestleMania because he doesn't have a match, and of course, he wants a match, so he decided, hey, I should go to SmackDown and get an opportunity. Of course, Danny Bryan brings his brother-in-law, future brother-in-law, sorry, and said, you know what, I'm going to give you an opportunity, because of course, how they always say, SmackDown is the land of opportunity, and of course, um, John Cena has taken on AJ Styles at SmackDown for the opportunity, he ends up winning cleanly, and of course... Now, it's a six-pack challenge. Like I said, this might be the final time for John Cena to finally get on WrestleMania. You know, he wants to have his WrestleMania moment. Really. He wants to get himself an Undertaker. I get the feeling the Undertaker, I mean, there's been rumors and speculations that the Undertaker might make an appearance at Fastlane tonight. Richard, maybe we're we'll finally going to get the match between John Cena and the Undertaker that's been plaguing for so many years. You know, people have been wanting it. Because, like I said, it's like, you know, Undertaker was like the face of WWE for a long time. And, of course, now he always comes out for WrestleManias. And then, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's he's struggling anymore. John Cena ends up, up taking that role being the main, you know, face of WWE. And, of course, like I said, John Cena wants to get involved in WrestleMania in some capacity. So, like this match will be interesting, but I get the feeling what's going to happen is Sammy and, you know, Camo are going to probably take turns trying to pin each other because I don't know if the champion has to be But the problem is the champion doesn't have to be pinned to win the belt. So, I mean, like I said, anything can happen, but I get the feeling what's going to happen is AJ is going to win. I'm going to go with AJ. You know, AJ's finally, you know, he gets to be like a man of guy. He has to be a wrestling man, but like I said, shit... Basically, whoever wins the championship ends up taking on Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania because that was right a gimmick because Shinsuke chose AJ Styles. He chose the WWE Championship over the Universal Championship because remember, that rule change at the role that the winner of you know gets a choice now instead of, you know, last year where they decided, you know, whoever wrestled for any your brand faces that brand's champion. So this is a good thing they had to change it up. So like I said, I'm going to go with AJ Styles taking it out, going on top. Like I said, it's probably got stuff from you feuds for um Ziggler and Baron down the line. Of course, Kevin Owens, Sam and Zayn. Hopefully they have a match at WrestleMania. Like I said, WrestleMania hasn't been filled yet. I mean, I have to say the whole one matches that have been announced so far. Like I said, it's the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar match for the Universal Championship. And then you got Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle taking out Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. And that was pretty much it. You know, there's nothing yet. So I mean there's still spots open for that event. You have to wait and see what happens. Like I said, this is like the last, you know, stop before WrestleMania. And like I said, this is the last SmackDown pay-per-view, you know, exclusive pay-per-view because like I said, you know, now that um, both brands are going to be featuring pay-per-views after WrestleMania, I'm looking forward to tonight. Like I said, wrestling fans, since a long time. And, you know, we'll see. We have to wait and see what happens, you know. If you are not seen the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, definitely check out the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Check that out, you know, definitely I do recommend seeing the Women's uh, Elimination Chamber Match, being the first ever Women's Elimination Chamber Match, it was really interesting, so definitely check that out. Um, like I said, um, and also check out the Doty Network, you know, this is not a plug-in, this is not a promo, Doty is not paying me for it, it is a great investment, I've been a network subscriber since I first started. Like I said, if you like to watch, like, old school things like ECW, WCW, all that stuff, and original was definitely check it out. You know, it's, it's a good, like, pay rate, you know, all that. Like I said, I'm not promoting WWE, but, you know, network, definitely check it out. It is a money saver when it comes to ordering paper use. views Like, you know, it's kind of hard, you know. I hardly watch cable myself, so, like I said, definitely going to enjoy tonight. Hope you guys enjoy it, too. So, that's, like, the resting portion of the podcast. Um... Oh. Like, the next part, we're pretty much, you know, like I said, this podcast will probably won't be as long. Because, like I said, there's not that many matches. Like, there's only, like, six matches by the looks of it for this pay-per-view event. I don't know. There's nothing in the kickoff. Nothing was mentioned. So, we have to wait and see what happens tonight. I think the pre-show is, like, at 6 o'clock. So, definitely check that out. Um, that's said the it starts. And, like I said, the event starts at 7 o'clock. We have to wait and see what happens tonight. But, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. Hope you guys are looking forward to it, too. Other than that, you know, um, if you guys want to give me a topic or you see something you want to be involved in this podcast, feel free to uh, tweet me, guys. I have a Twitter. It's at TheFranchise85. You can tweet me, like, a question if you want to have your question answered on an upcoming episode of The Talking Pop. I'll answer it on the air so you guys can listen to my response to that particular question. Or if you guys have, like, a topic that you see that, hey, you want to hear my opinion about it, like I said, you can always tweet me that using the hashtag... Using the hashtag, sorry, Talk Pop. I'm using that hashtag and I'll look at it and, you know, say, hey, maybe I'll talk about it in the podcast. Also, too, I do have a vlog that I like to post on YouTube. I started with the YouTube channel at first and all of a sudden I wanted to branch down to podcasting. So definitely check out my YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com slash Never You can definitely check it out there. I mean, it's a diary. So it's a diary showing in the insides of the Pop Culture Geek like myself and I also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the network, where I post pictures, you know, links to the podcast and links to my vlog. And also, make sure to check out the back episodes. This is episode 9 of The franchise Talks. Sorry. Getting confused here of the Talking Pops, so if you want to check out the previous episodes, you got to start at the beginning. Start with the first one. It was um, when me and my bro, Andy Beagle, we started with uh, The Defenders. We gave you guys, we gave like a review of The Defenders, pretty much our opinion of that show, definitely check it out, we have great good topics, we talked about Batman the anime series, we talked about the movie Coco, we talked about, you know, the Fox and Disney deal, we talked about trailers, you know, our opinions on trailers, we got a lot of topics we talked about, you know, if you want to hear our opinions from me and my bro Andy. Like I said, for the time being, it's just going to be me on the podcast, so like I said, there's more WWE, like I said, today's episode was all about wrestling, like I said, probably the next one, like, enjoy anime, I did a good episode about anime, so that was a good one too, so definitely check that one out also, if you're a big anime fan, you know, I mean, I'll talk about, you know, there's been talks going on, I might get into detail of it for the next podcast, all of a sudden, video games are making a big news, again, the headlines, and of course, I'm going off topic here, it was about wrestling, but... It gives a little preview of what the next episode might be talking about. And, of course, I'm talking about the whole um violence in video games again. You know, it's been brought up again because, of course, the last time it was brought up, it was during the early 90s, you know, when Mortal Kombat came out and Mortal Kombat Featured Blood. And, of course, now, um no getting wrong, the, the last shooting, you know, that took care in, in Parkland, you know, it was really devastating... But and like I said, I don't want to go in detail to that. I don't want to sound political, but now video games are coming to light because apparently Trump is pretty much saying video games, especially violent video games, are causing, you know, these behaviors for these individuals. We've got the issues of life. I'm going to tell you right, and pretty much he's using dad's scapegoat, he's, taking, he's using movies as a scapegoat also. Honestly, guys, it's something that maybe I'll go into detail in the next episode of the podcast. And like I said, hopefully I can convince um, Biko to come out and give his opinion on that issue. And uh, I'll give you guys my personal opinion on that one. So that will be the next upcoming episode of The Talking Pop. We It will be about violence in video games. And we'll feature just on that issue right now, but also it was in the past. So I'll give you guys a history. If you're not familiar with the whole, how the whole, now if you're not familiar with the ERC ratings board, I'll go into that detail, like how it was started and why it was started. And of course, then the studies that, you know, follow after that. I said I'm a video gamer. I've been video gaming since my parents got me an NES when I was like four years old. I said I'll go into detail. Under that, enjoy WD Fastlane. Don't forget and subscribe to my channel as always. I'm the franchise. and always, always geek on and take care. See you next time. for listening to the talking pop It's brought to you by the franchise network you can catch all the backlog episodes on podbean podbean is the app where you can get all your podcasting needs you can check it out at podbean make sure to search for the talking pop to listen to previous episodes as always geek on and take care